Hi, I am Brent Feldman of Mix and Matchbox, and we are back with another episode. Today, I am joined by the founder of ClickScore, Derek Maybe. Hi, Derek. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Great. How's it going? Definitely really good. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Happy to happy to do it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and I guess a, a shout out to to Amber, a mutual uh, friend, acquaintance, and employee of yeah. ours, uh, helped us get connected here. So. Um, mm -hmm. I'll jump right in. Um, you know, the the first one's fairly straightforward, but uh, you're current de currently developing a new product called ClickScore. Um, you know, but how did you get into this field in general? Yeah, great question. So, um, previously, I had owned and and started a digital marketing search agency, um, but my digital story really goes back to the the early days of music on the internet and trying to be a professional musician and a touring musician and and leveraging the pure volumes in my spaces of the world to grow in popularity that actually was my introduction to digital marketing and uh, shortly after that i got um, a real job as they say at a agency in kansas city that was a travel and hospitality agency and at that time, all of that industry was moving its dollars to digital. It was really that first major digital migration of investments because these businesses could track from Google Click to Urchin Analytics uh, to their e-com checkout, right? Their, their reservation system. And they could see that straight line to ROI. So um i sort of grew up in these burgeoning industries right like right as that major digital migration was happening and um have kind of been in love with it ever since fascinated by it for sure yeah that's really cool and uh and definitely when you said urchin analytics uh that that right there uh man makes me an og makes me an og exactly i know that 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 means you know if you know you know <laughs> uh, but that's uh that's super cool and and definitely it's really neat to see that form and like you know kind of a neat path away to to get in there and boy digital music uh that that was that was certainly something that has kind of evolved as well too yeah uh, incredible right yeah definitely well cool um and then what kind of um what was the inspiration or what drove you to create the click score product so I sold my agency about three years ago, and in the in the process of um, trying to identify a post agency life, I, I started helping some companies and investing in some companies spinning up dot coms um, to to sell direct to consumers some sort of consumer packaged good or. Um, you know, different, different, different industry products, uh, excuse me, different products, different industries. And um, going through that process of picking out the tech stack of, of what e-com to use and finding the right agency for design and branding and, and, and driving traffic to the site, it was a really cumbersome disappointing experience to be on that side of the table after i don't know almost 15 years of of representing the agency side of the table 
it was a really disappointing experience. Um, not that we didn't talk to smart people or, or find good organizations eventually, but it was quite a road to haul. And I just couldn't believe that the RFP process was so incredibly archaic still, right? And, and the way that we do it is such a um, pen and paper way, you know, uh, you might as well be sending these things over the facts. So I felt like with my experience in search that there was an opportunity to do something about that. And I had been toying around with this idea of ClickScore for some time, um, which is essentially providing a credit score for your Google ads, for your digital media. Um, and, and throughout this process of building and starting these other companies, it made me realize that Look, search is pretty quantifiable. Digital media is pretty quantifiable. And there is a way to score this out. And there's a way to transparently provide the information like how many accounts are managed or what's the total budget being managed or even just how efficiently or frequently you're making changes. Um, and so I thought if we could use that transparent quantifiable data and we could create a pretty simple user interface for the brands to, to leverage, we can, we can create some transparency and eliminate that RFP process as it exists today. And, and so it really is, was the, the um, emergence of running an agency and always thinking about ways to build better campaigns and to give provide the most value for the client um, mashed up with what the brands really need in terms of simplicity easy to buy verified trust value creation all of those things that you know i think can be really simple and a benefit to 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 all parties Definitely. That's that's cool. And it's neat to have that kind of marketplace because, um, you know, while I can think of, you know, maybe a billion resources that essentially have, you know, ratings and reviews and OK, here's some testimonials, you know, you get an idea of maybe who these agencies are, but there's nothing to really um, add credibility to what they did. Yeah. And what that meant. Um, so that is that's super fascinating. Um, you know, of, of, of that's, you know, kind of the genesis of it. And, and as far as feeling for the client on the other side of the table, um, generally, <laughs> as I'm speaking to clients, I'm like, I feel for you because uh, nothing looks the same. Nothing's priced the same. Uh, all the deliverables yeah. are usually listed in a different way. And, and so like, um, I, I, I know, I respect that, you know, that kind of, you mm. know, feeling or that empathy for the client because, you know, it's got to be a rough decision, you know, trying to just, you know, sure. who do I match up with personality wise, uh, right. as well as making sure I'm going to get the best, you know, bang for the buck in terms of, uh, you know, return on investment. So it is, it's, um, it's it it's it's a challenging thing and that's cool that you're and no yeah and, and no agency really wants to spend time doing this either True. you know <laughs> it's 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 we we all just wanted to be able to say hey are we good enough or not good enough exactly we earned your business or not earned your business and so i think that creating a bit more of a playing field 
with visible meritocracy, mm-hmm. right? Like providing that meritocracy, um, and and giving that relationship that opportunity to to be based more on performance than historically it's been able to be based on. Definitely. It, I, I think it's really good to push in a direction of doing it in a different way because everybody is, as you're kind of saying, you, you, you're you used to the song and dance, you know, this is what mm-hmm. you do, but at the same time, nobody likes it. <laughs> nobody yeah. likes of it. No, that's right. <laughs> On either side of the table, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. That's right. Well, what, um, what do you think will be important to customers and the marketplace as a whole, you know, as they dig through these, like, definitely it's going to be obviously the agency's, you know, ability to perform, but are, are there any other sort of details to like, you know, what, what, what will be important to either side? You know, I think we're, where we have some, um, strong beliefs and, and unfortunately some assumptions as we try to put this out in front of, um, a small group of users right now, but you know, I think it's it, it. What they're what really will be valuable that we're trying to provide is a simple way to stay connected with how the account is being managed um, and what sort of value is being created through the management, and and then what opportunities can you align how the campaign is managed with, you know, the most efficient way to buy the media and. And, and best serve your, your business goals and business outcomes. Um, but we are going to pursue uh, connecting this tool and putting this tool in the hands of really capable media buyers, really capable Google experts. And what I'm excited to see is how leveraging a score and proof of um, expertise how that allows people from all over this globe to step into um, high performing opportunities and to work with brands that maybe otherwise wouldn't find this sort of talent and match with this sort of talent. Um, And I'm hoping that that creates a real win for both sides of the uh, economy. That's really cool. That's neat. Yeah, because like uh, we, you know, discovered um, people all across the world that are incredibly talented. And as actually, sure. uh, as of recently uh, uh, attended the Web Summit in Portugal and got introduced to all these, um, you know, maybe vendors and, and uh, companies that I may not have come in contact with. Right. Um, but also providing a platform that could be able to um, make those introductions and mm-hmm. give them a little credibility off the bat uh, is, uh, is is really neat. Right, yeah, I think so. I think that that's one of the advantages that we have here um, within this space is that you know, we can put some sort of score on this and we can quantify this. So your ability to, to look at someone that maybe has a unique skill set in the industry that that makes them effective at running small business shopping ads for small e-coms, right? And we'll be able to, over time, put that data together and offer those best performers to these SMBs with these maybe limited scope budgets for these really specific niche things. Um, and that's different than going and trying to find somebody in you know a different time zone or a different country 
when you're talking about maybe branding or design, mm-hmm. right? Where it, be, it does become much more subjective and maybe there's um, different ways to evaluate this. But I think for what we're doing and the services we want to provide and the answers we want to provide, I think it is pretty quantifiable. Yeah, no, that's really interesting because you're almost you're kind of like removing the emotion out of those decisions. And and there is something extremely, you know, um, uh, for the lack of a better word, just transactional, literally about, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, this person can run a campaign really well. Um, you know, it, like you mentioned, it, it may not be about, oh, the, the, you know, the design, you know, qualities that they're able to bring to the yeah. team, whatever, but it's really literally about the fact that no, they're just really good at making a campaign perform super well. That's interesting. I, I don't know that I've specifically thought about it like that, but, but you're right. It's, it's, it's almost like, um, the general acceptance is this is a very math science sort of field right Mm -hmm. um but in another way it's almost looked at like um an engineering feat where it's sort of mechanic slash engineer right and so you bring your car to the person that you think is the best mechanic to fix it and you kind of don't care how they talk to you or treat you as long as you get that very sacred car back Mm -hmm. and it drives the way that you hope it drives right yeah and i guess that is true that when you when you talk about buying digital media and most specifically on in google it it really is viewed as that that sort of almost dare i say like blue collar mentality right Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's uh pc anymore but um but it is interesting so that 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 same emotional side and connection that you need with design and brand i don't i don't know that it is there yeah that's a good point yeah might have to might have to pull that into the marketing i appreciate right. that it, yeah no no it's uh, it is it's just a it's a fascinating way and a new way of looking at things so um that's cool well you know i i you've been in the search field for so long you know you've seen a lot as you mentioned uh you know kind of like uh yeah. some some of that big first digital migration um I think, you know, like, do you have any sort of ideas on, you know, where search is going? I, I you yeah. know, I, I definitely yeah. I just got to hear from a uh, Google rep the other day who was telling me all about these like additions and like, you know, nice things they're tossing into uh, yeah. ad stuff. Um, but do you have any sort of prognostications that may make your tool even more important in the future? Uh, boy, thanks for teeing that one up. Um, <laughs> So first, I think the amount of changes that have been rolled out in the last six to 12 months is probably the most accelerated I've ever seen. Maybe there's a couple periods of time that I'm, I can't recall, and it's a little bit of recency bias. But boy, oh boy, in 12 months, they've changed things pretty dramatically. And most notably, and what is, I think, a trending topic now is the push towards PMAX. And, and what I think you're seeing Google do is, and it's why I think we're seeing a lot of the um, tech challenges, the rate of growth per user is slowed dramatically, right? Over the heydays. And, and so now the focus of the company has to be about totally maximizing the value per user. And 
what Google has done a phenomenal job of, obviously, is leveraging that auction-based model in, in their advertising to drive out as much gross margin as possible within these industries, these products, these services. Well, when you sort of reach the max amount of users to a large degree and you you have 95 or 90% penetration of an entire market and you've successfully infiltrated the entire service and product industry and have them buying ads, you really have to find other places to go make money. You have to find other products to sell to your customers. And so for Google, their primary customer are the businesses, right? Um, that's that's who they sell their services to. So um, maybe they're not the primary customer, but it's who they make their money from by and large, right? Is, is, uh, is, is the businesses. So they have to go to those businesses and offer new products. Now, what I think is happening with a lot of these new products is they're actually pulling the advertiser all the way back to like 1965 where there was a big scorecard and you were picking out magazines and TV shows and radio stations based on age and gender or, you know, all of these different demographic profiles and some psych profiles. And that's how you were making your media purchasing decision. Now, Within that, you've got a lot of not targeted audiences. And I think that that's what we're seeing happening today is that in order to get the good stuff, you have to be willing to buy this not so good stuff or slightly less relevant stuff. Or in some cases, maybe really totally irrelevant stuff. Um, so it means two things. You have to become incredibly adaptive and find new ways to eliminate waste, or you have to be willing to, and really not, or, but, and really, and you have to be willing to buy the most efficient means possible. So build your campaigns build your messaging and build your digital experience to create the most efficient means of buying the traffic. Mm -hmm. The thing that has become abundantly clear from all of the major digital advertisers, they are not going to let you get free traffic. The days of getting it, especially in product, anything that can be sold direct to consumer, services products in those high competitive industries google's not giving you free traffic anymore facebook's not giving you free traffic anymore yeah maybe if you have the following in some of these channels you can drive a bit more free traffic but it's becoming so incredibly difficult right so buying creating that targeting to messaging to digital experience in the most efficient means possible, creating that efficient buy is almost 
or as critical as figuring out how to eliminate that waste along the way. Yeah, that's that. That is so true. It, it's crazy how how um, it it seems on cross platform. There's you know so many um the conduits have gotten narrower in order to like you know get people you know um to your you know, your business your site your you know your product. And, um, you know, and as you mentioned, like through, you know, even social potentially as, mm -hmm. uh, now you know, people with large followings may have that organic reach, but that means you're then going through an influencer to try to, you know, you're, you're going to pay somebody at the end of the day to get that sort of like mm -hmm. visibility or that or organic reach. And obviously Google has closed off a lot of that organic reach just mm -hmm. by, you know, all the things you were mentioning that you're going to basically end up paying for that traffic as they crowd out those organic listings, mm -hmm. with like, you know, more and more information, whether it's like, you know, the map pack or, you know, results. And actually the thing that I heard from the Google rep the other day is that they're going to start leveraging display in instant search. And, yeah. oh, isn't that wonderful? So that, you know, mm -hmm. nobody even reaches a SERP page before they can jump off, you know, and potentially uh, get served something. So it's just, it, it I, I think, um, you know, the, the points you're bringing up do make it incredibly more relevant of thinking very strategically about how you can be efficient, because if you're not, mm -hmm. Um, the amount of waste is going to continue to go up. You're going to be mm -hmm. more and more products and services that obviously cater to Google's wants, needs, mm -hmm. desires, you know, things that are underpinning their business model, but not mm -hmm. necessarily something that is exactly doing the best of what it could for your business, depending on the use case. Now, that's not to say those things are irrelevant necessarily. It's right. to say that, yeah, what, you know, to, to reiterate what you said, spending efficiently is critical. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and listen, let's, let's make, let's work under the assumption that all the products that these companies are putting together, they have the best of intentions. Even, even with that, the products that they're bringing to market are not becoming more narrowly focused. They are becoming wider net uh, products, right? Mm -hmm. Wider audiences, less specificity, mm -hmm. less, less control of, of management. And, um, and so even if it is, under the best intentions, it, it it's an, creates new marketing task to respond to that, to still be able to maintain that value that you historically have have achieved. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, cool. I, I I think I'll I'll just you know I'll dig in a little bit deeper on you know um, what click score is because um and if you can at a high level uh yeah. maybe obviously i'm sure there's you know a lot of um interesting you know sort of things underpinning the technology that you've developed but you know what sort of factors is click score taking into account and uh you know yeah what sort of um what sort of detail can you give on that yeah i think the the best way to to try and describe what we're doing is helping those who are buying the who are responsible for signing the checks for the media the the people that are creating the budget and handing the budget over um it's giving them an understanding of what they're paying what the average market rate is and what the likely lowest amount they could pay for it if they were completely efficient 
So scaling those things out and delivering it in a credit score like metric. So you sort of can simply gauge how efficiently with, with a familiar analog. Um, that's what we're trying to communicate and, and, and what we're hoping to achieve. Cool. Um, are there any big lessons that you feel like you've learned along the way? You've had an agency and, you know, mm -hmm. a, a successful one that you sold, which is awesome. You know, it's great. That's, you know, definitely like a, a really, you know, a, a good achievement for anybody who's running an agency or a business in general. But, um, you know, is, is there anything that you've learned now that you're, uh, as you mentioned, you were on the other side of the table looking for yeah. vendors too. But, um, but between the two, anything that you can suss out as like, you'd love to pass on to somebody maybe in the same boat? Yeah, I think number one, you just have to enjoy the people that you work with. And I would say the, the things that I w was hoping to learn after focusing solely on an agency, um, I've had some meaningful experiences with, right? Everything from supply chain, product development, getting things into re retail stores, opening retail stores, all, all these new experiences for me. And, um, and the, the thing that is true, regardless of selling service, creating a product, running a website, whatever, uh, man, you got to enjoy the people that you're working with, or it's not going to be a, a fun venture or a worthwhile journey, you know? Um, and then outside of that, it turns out that empathy is the secret weapon in business. You know, the more empathic you can be, I think the, to your customers, the, the more successful you're going to be. And, um, I, I, I wish I would have had more empathy or greater empathy skilled leveled up on that, um, in my agency life, because I think it would help, uh, tremendously in terms of, positioning and selling and and even being able to find the right customers right like understanding what you can service and being empathic to their needs and, and being able to deliver on that i think turns out is um is yeah might be the secret weapon that's cool uh it, i one of the i think it was the second maybe podcast that we did was all about empathy in marketing so yeah, definitely. It is uh it is it is a secret sauce in a way and, and definitely can certainly help in a lot of situations. But wow, you touched on like, you know, having a great team, great people, being surrounded by good people. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree that more. That's like it's seriously, it's like the the key to success and like even in times that are bad, you know, you're surrounded yeah. by you know, great people that uh mm -hmm. that that make that even the bad experiences worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, you know, I know you mentioned just a little bit ago about mm -hmm. you know, being able to connect with talent, you know, outside of the US. Um, and, uh, and it's interesting, uh, because like, you know, this field seems still like, you know, and it's funny how, you know, we may be, you know, to some people say like, oh, we're 20, 25 years, 30, basically since like even Google started, theoretically, we had search marketers. But like, um, in your opinion, how do you spot talent you know we've talked about efficiency in the field yeah and, and yeah. That, that can you know be you know actually i think you made a correlation of like engineers and something you know like yeah. you know, somebody who can just drill down and make it exactly mm -hmm. what it needs to be but you know what is really what what do you think is talent within this field that's a great question um i 
I really actually think that because search specifically and, and digital media, I think in general, it's it's like solving a math problem with words, right? And and so some accounts, some industries are so mature and so prescribed that by the time the users get to the search engine to, to perform the search, they are searching enterprise rent-a-car or they are searching car rental certain city, right? Maybe there's one or two other variations, but not many, okay? That's a super mature industry in search and online. You take an emerging industry like crypto, <laughs> right? Where there's only been, excuse me, there's only been a, um, a little bit of, of search history relative to the general population, right? So that language is gonna look totally different. And so the people running those campaigns, they're gonna have to be creative and, and plugged in to messaging and extrapolating different areas of search to go reach people to find value. And so that skill set is actually really different than running this enterprise rent-a-car machine, right? And then there's stuff that's sort of in between. Um, and, and so what's so fascinating to me about that spread is we can still sort of quantify who's good at which one of these things, right? By, by elements like a monthly budget uh, managed, um, total number of unique keywords or unique ad groups, or total number of unique audiences, right? And unique messaging inside of those audiences. Um, and so we can quantify that and we can actually put some evaluation to it, both in terms of benefit to the brand who's paying for this and, and to the benefit of, of the, the expert running it. Cool. Um, you know, I guess, uh, and as we are talking about, like, you know, like driving efficiency or, you know, maybe even hopefully a higher ROI, um, are there factors that you think make a good agency or contractor um, different from a great one? Oh, so what separates the good from great? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I probably, man, I'm going to sound like I'm mailing this in, but it's, it's going to be like empathy and communication, right? That is really going to be the difference. Um, because while performance and, and winning sort of, sort of cure all, it still isn't the whole story, mm -hmm. you know? And um, there's also always this knowledge gap between those performing and those consuming. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so the, the talent to, to me separates itself in, in two different ways. One in your total excellent of executing on this craft over here of managing this campaign. And then it's the ability to communicate what has happened and what the needs are for the next steps. And the ones who are really good at this over here tend to be great at extracting the resources necessary from the brand to create more success and, and to continue growth. Sometimes 
these over here on the left that are really good at engineering that excellence, they will tap out somewhere between that, what the market pays and the least that you can pay. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's not necessarily that additionality opportunity that exists when you can get more resources to, to, to change things like conversion rate or, you know, go after different audiences via different channels, things like that. Yeah. Um, the thinking outside the box a little bit or yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, this is, this is maybe, um, an interesting one, but, uh, as this tool, you know, is going to develop this like lens and mm-hmm. agencies, um, you're gonna, you know, whether it's, you know, tactics, uh, clients, you know, w- what data do you think click score can produce in aggregate or maybe as a whole that might be able to be just helpful to the marketplace? Cause it's, you know, I think really interesting that, um, obviously as you get all of this kind of like, you know, granular information from, you know, campaigns as a whole, as you see, um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to chalk it up to like, Oh, you, you're going to see through the matrix, like the bigger picture, but right. in a way you get to on, on a uh, better, more granular level, understand how people are maybe even making these changes and what are the scope of those changes? And what does mm-hmm. that mean in a variety of industries or price points? But anyway, yeah. yeah what, what do you think this could do? Mm-hmm. That kind of data could do for the marketplace. That's interesting. Um, you know, we really haven't thought or talked about that in great detail. Um, I, I think that most brands, most even agencies with that, that brand relationship, for good reason, we're sort of myopic, mm-hmm. right? And so our problems are the only ones that matter. And for all we know, the only ones that exist. So. I think that the way it probably impacts the market is if ClickScore can take that information and build a better product to service these two, I think that's probably where it matters the most to um, to, to the brands themselves, right? It's like, how much do I really care about um, what is going on elsewhere? Maybe, maybe to some extent, but I think that gets old very quickly, right? And you you spend maybe one month out of the year discussing your competitors. You spend twelve months out of the year discussing your performance, right? Yeah. Your performance in the future. So I think that's the way that where we generally view it and talk about it internally is like, okay, if if we can learn from things in an aggregate, should we is it valuable how do we then translate that into a better product and experience for for our customers cool uh the, it's kind of like the the reinvestment of that data payoff yeah. and into yeah. making the product better and, and, yeah. and that is cool because like you know you you think of like can you monitor success through kind of um uh, seeing like okay this many changes that occur mm-hmm. um for this type of budget type usually end up mm-hmm. this much success or whatever this you know type right. of efficiency in the campaign but i guess right. you know, times in, until you see that data as a whole you know you don't know exactly what to or how to you know leverage yeah. it but i'm sure there there could be fascinating things maybe in the future to come of it yeah definitely you know it's interesting because these 
I think most people who run a digital media campaign, while there are certainly similarities, there's more differences than than you know anything else. Um, so who knows? But I, I look forward to the opportunity to try to figure that out. Cool. Uh, okay, last question here for you. Uh, what yeah. are your hopes and dreams for uh, what this product might do for your clients, uh, for you, for for anything? You know, if I could just get people to use it and pay me to use it, man, <laughs> I feel like that would that would exceed any hopes and, and dreams that I have. You know, that that would be it. I, yeah. I, I probably would just. Uh, call it a day after that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it's neat. I feel like, you know, your goal with this, uh, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to create another SEO tool where I need, you know, uh, people yeah. to, you know, check out analytics. It, it, I, you know, you refer to it as a meritocracy or creating a meritocracy amongst, you know, all these agencies and, and certainly among, you know, like, you know, the clients that are going to be looking at that, um, helping it, you know, level the playing field a little more, giving a window in so that it doesn't seem like such a black box and like, hey, there is a way to actually assess is somebody a good agency? Are they a bad agency? Then they can drill down to maybe the factors mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, do I get along with them? Like, you know, mm -hmm. is, is mm -hmm. the person that I kind of, you know, actually vibe with to uh, say, yeah, I do sure. run, you know, campaigns with them. Now, granted, mm -hmm. it could just be down to the brass tacks of what you said. You deal with that mechanic who maybe it's really tough talking to that person, but you know, right. you get to deliver that car back in great shape. But uh, but I do think it's uh, it's it's neat the product you're creating, and I do think I I think it has a, a really great chance of like impacting the market in a uh, a positive way of if if only to challenge more people to you know derive right. that value for their clients too um yeah. because if they do that eventually they will get you know bumped up and uh, that can lead to more and more business for those agencies so yeah we hope we hope if nothing else it just becomes an easy communication tool between those existing partners and um and you know, those responsible for the budget, those signing the checks. Mm -hmm. um, if, if, if nothing else, I think, I think it can help create that simple communication, remove some of the barrier of the knowledge gap and, um, and, and provide a, a common language for, for the two parties. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, Derek, that's it. That's all I got for you, but thanks, uh, man. I, I what a good time. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being oh, here. Man. Yeah. It's my pleasure. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, well, this has been another episode of Mix and Matchbox. I'm your host, Brent Feldman. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll be back with more content.